Yeah, welcome along to the show. As mentioned, uh, I'm Kieran Ryan with you till 7 o'clock this evening. Lots and lots to get through. Uh, obviously, big uh, talking points tonight will be Cork senior footballers are taking on Dublin in the Super 8s up in Crow Park this evening in uh, just under an hour's time. And the Hurlers up in uh, Dublin as well. Uh, it's nice. They're taking on Kilkenny tomorrow at 2 o'clock in Crow Park as well. It's going to be a very, very busy uh, few weeks for Cork uh, hurling and football supporters of course the footballers will be up there again next weekend when they take on Tyrone in that and uh, Tyrone uh, currently playing Ross Common as well in the Super 8 and uh, it's a very close battle um, at the uh, moment so uh, we'll get a score for you in just a few minutes from that game but uh, yeah, a couple of cards handed out uh, rough and heavy is uh, how that one is going so far but anyway we'll start with a quick roundup of today's action and tennis 27 year old Simona Halep has won her first Wimbledon championship after a dominant victory over Serena Williams the Romanian uh, won in straight set 6-2, 6-2 on centre court it's only Halep's second ever Grand Slam title win after she claimed the French Open last year 37 year old Williams was uh, aiming to equal the all-time record for Grand Slam singles titles with her 24th but uh, not to be. She praised her opponent afterwards. She just played great so I don't think it's a surprise for anyone to play great against me. I just was trying different things and today nothing really helped but also made a lot of way too many errors for for a lot of stuff to work. Yeah, so a big win there for Simona Halep in GA Cork. Our meeting Dublin, as mentioned, in Croker in under an hour's time in the opening uh, Super 8 game for both of those teams. Uh, Jamie Moore is up there. Dublin's journey and hopes to win a fifth All-Ireland Football Championship in a row stop at Croke Park tonight with the visit of Cork in their opening Super 8 game of the summer. Dublin have won 26 and drawn two of their last 28 championship matches an unbeaten run dating back to 2014. Jim Gavin's boys in blue are coming off the back of yet another Leinster title win. They hammered Mead in the final here at Croke Park three weeks ago. Ronan McCarthy's Rebels are in town though, fresh off a comprehensive dispatching of Leash in the final round of qualifiers and they'll be in confident mood after pushing Kerry all the way in the Munster decider. Yeah, Jamie Moore there up in uh, Crow Park. We'll uh, be looking ahead to that in just a few moments' time elsewhere. As mentioned, Tyrone uh, taking on Ross Common in Dr. Hyde Park. Maura Trasny Cali is up there. We've got uh, quite a few. Uh, well, that's uh, Shalskar, I'm afraid. Uh, not Maura Trasna, but uh, we will. Uh, I think we can get Maura Trasna here now. Yeah, here she is. Half time, Ross Common, six points. Tyrone, eight points. It is only half time, but we can already say that this year's fair is very different to what Ross Common and Tyrone served up last summer. Enda Smith, in particular, has been excellent for his side. He's only been denied a goal by great netmine from Niall Morgan. Before that, he charged to Tyrone, got engulfed and still put one over the bar soccer style and has been instrumental in setting up other scores as well. As expected after getting one of his black cards rescinded, Peter Hart has started for Tyrone, but so far he hasn't exerted any massive influence on proceedings while Colin McShane's free-taking has kept Tyrone's nose in front. Half-time here at the Hyde. It's Russ Common, six points, Tyrone, eight points. Yeah, and the uh, second half is uh, just underway there, and there's been a change in that scoreline. It's now Tyrone 10 points, Ross Common 8 points. So uh, still two points in the difference, but a very, very close battle going on up there in Dr. Hyde Park at the moment. Locally in the Red FM Division 1 Hurling League, it's a very, very uh, important stage of the competition at the moment. There's uh, four games uh, being played today one of those has already finished the Bears were taking on Ballyhay it ended up in a big win for the Bears there as well uh, it finished 2 goals and 22 points to Ballyhay's 1 goal and 13 there is 3 other games happening uh, at the moment uh, one of those is Bishopstown and Glen Rovers they're 21 minutes into the second half there and it is Glen Rovers 20 points Bishopstown 15 points uh, Elsa where in that one uh, Napirshik taking on Sars as well today while uh, Kantark going up against uh, Bally Martel um, the original uh, time for that had been seven but uh, they went a small bit earlier 
So that game currently uh, ongoing at the moment as well. But uh, all those results could have big ramifications for how teams finish uh, in the leagues uh, this year. Uh, just to give a, a quick rundown at the moment at the top, not uh, taking into account uh, SARS game today. Uh, BlackRock and the Bars are at the top of the table. Now, it looks like I would think SARS will leapfrog the Bars there anyway into the final spot um, because they have uh, that game today and you get a point for just turning up in this year's league which would bring them level with the Bears and points but a much better uh, points scoring difference so uh, at the moment it looks like a Blackrock St. Finn Bears final but that will change uh, over the course of the next few hours Uh, can Turk down the bottom of the table level on points at Ballonhasig but worse off on points difference but you get five points for a win which on 23 points would bring them up to 28, which could mean they could leapfrog Douglas, Ballyhay or Glen Rovers. So uh, lots uh, still to be played for in that league uh, in the next few days. Uh, we'll keep you up to date uh, across the rest of the show on those other two games that are happening. That is Canturk, uh, who are playing uh, Ballymartle and Piersig, who are playing Sars. And uh, we'll give you an updated score on Bishopstown and Glen Rovers as well, because that's happening at the moment. In Camogie, it's a uh, top against bottom in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship at Holders Cork. They're taking on uh, Meath at the moment in Park. You're in the latest score from that game is uh, 44 minutes gone in it. It's Cork. Two goals and 15 points. Meath, one goal and five. That's uh, 21 points to eight in ladies football Dublin's bid to win a third All-Ireland Senior Ladies uh, title in a row has gotten off to a pretty good start they led Waterford on scoreline 4-13-1-6 with uh, just minutes to uh, play the goals coming from uh, Neve McAvoy Lindsay Davey and Nicole Owens for uh, Dublin there um, but they really went in to that game uh, much better off than Waterford and had a huge lead at half time just that uh, Waterford left themselves way too much to do to get uh, back into that now uh, moving to football Man United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has revealed that Paul Pogba is an option to captain the team uh, the midfielder he's after saying he'd like to look for a new challenge this summer and his agent has said he's working on getting the, the World Cup winner a move but uh, Solskjaer is looking for a new skipper, fo- skipper following the departure of Antonio Valencia and uh, he thinks Paul Bogbeck could be the man. We've got uh, quite a few uh, possibilities there and uh, we'll, uh, when the season starts we'll, we'll announce. Of course we'll have a good assessment, see how pre-season goes and there we go. Yeah, not so sure uh, many United fans would agree with that call, but uh, do let us know 0868104106. Uh, not a Man United fan, but I uh, can't imagine he'd be a good call as captain. But anyway, uh, Everton are in advance talks to sign midfielder Fabian Delft from Man City. The England international is set to make the switch for a feed. It could rise to £10 million. Delft won two Premier League titles in his four-year spell with City. Here locally, Cove Ramblers are taking on at Lone Town in St. Coleman's Park this evening in the SS the League First Division in golf Rory McIlroy he's uh, currently in action at the Scottish Open the latest score from that is he's 10 under par through 17 holes of his third round uh, Austria's Bernd Wiesberger is the man to catch he's on 18 under after 10 holes say in rowing uh, Gary O'Donovan he's come third in a single skulls final this afternoon at the World Cup Regatta in Rotterdam and will come home with a bronze medal earlier on uh, four Irish crews booked their place in the A finals Finn McCarthy and Paulo Dunn of an advance to tomorrow's lightweight double skulls final after they finished uh, second in their semi-final uh, earlier on today so uh, plenty of sports happening uh, this weekend but the big one is at 7 o'clock that's the Cork footballers they're taking on Dublin in the first game of the Super 8 and uh, their boss Ronan McCarthy spoke to the media earlier on this week ahead of the game they're so good because they're uh I suppose they're so consistent um, is the first thing and um, you know, I suppose the quality of the, the quality of the players that they have um, you know the competition that they create in their panel um, look they're, they're it's, look it's no one factor it's, it's a combination of things um, but look they've been there an outstanding an outstanding team they take all the boxes for you what are the boxes? 
Um, yeah. <laughs> look, they're an outstanding team, and um, and I look. I, it's a game actually I've referenced, referenced before. The 16 semi-final against uh, against Kerry. Um, look, if ever there was a day they were going to be beaten, it was that day. Um, Kerry threw absolutely everything at them, and they were four or five points down twice in the second half. Um, and what was really, you know, I was at the game. I would say the greatest game I was ever at, and I would say that, you know, they never. They never panicked. They kept, you know, you know, this word process, but they kept at it. They kept playing, and they kept chipping away at the score, and and came out two points at the end, if you if you recall. And um, it was the way, you know, under the most severe pressure, you know, where it looked like it was going to go away from them, that they had the, I suppose, the, the courage and they had the, I suppose, conviction to to keep at it and and, and get there. And uh, I think that's what makes them a great team. And that day, if you remember, they kind of blitzed uh, Kerry early on. Then Kerry started pushing up on their kickouts, and that's when they really t- took a grip of the game. That seems to be the key. Yeah, well, look, they look. I suppose they had a very rocky period in the in the kind of seven or eight minutes coming up to half time that day, and um, you know, obviously went. For, I think they were a couple of points up, went in five down. Um, you know, at half time regrouped. But if you recall the game, they actually, you know, they had two periods in that game where they were still four points down, you know, where they got back to within a point, they went four behind again. Um, and the other thing was amazing about that match is they actually finished the game with nine forwards on the pitch, you know, that day in, in, to try and chase the match. So, um, or nine, nine attacking players, if you want to call them that. So, look, I think that was, you know, that that is, I suppose, if you wanted to, a game that reflected what's great about them, it was that. Are you relishing the opportunity to go up against the best team in the country? You have to. Like, I mean, I think I said this immediately after the game. If you don't want to, like, if we don't want to be up there, if we don't want to be in Super Ace and we don't want to play the best teams, what are we doing all this work for? You know, it's it's and it's been going on for like, you know, we were beaten obviously last year by Tyrone, but you know, it's players don't stop. Then you know, their players are continually training. You know, for the remainder of summer, they come back to pre-season. I said, you know, again recently, look, we had a grueling pre-season. Um, and I suppose the question is, if, if you're doing all this work and this training and you don't want to play against the top teams, what are we doing all for, you know? Would you accept is the schedule um, that you're faced with, is it, it's not massively kind in the order that you have to play the teams? I know it is what it is. It, yeah, look, it's probably not. But that said, that said, you know, I suppose our mantra has been take responsibility for, you know, for... Ourselves and look, if we had won our, won our monster final, um, you know, which we could have done, then the schedule might have been a small bit kinder. And at least you're playing a, a home game first um, before before going to Crow Park. But I look, I don't look at it as a negative. Really, look, uh, I, I think we've gone now from napping in Crow Park for how many years to been there twice in in, in seven days, and and more often we get there, the better. Um, so look, I, it's not something that that concerns me unduly. Okay, I'm getting back. Never. Getting back there, just the fact that six of the starting team against Leash have never played senior football there, would that be a concern? Um, honestly, no. Um, no, it. I, I think that you know, as a group, as a as a group of players, um, they've wanted to get there. You know, that's this what they've worked towards, and um, I think I heard you know Brian Hurley say afterwards. You know, when use the word nervousness, nervousness, but actually probably excitement is is a better thing, really. To you know, and there's an excitement that comes with it. Um, and sometimes, you know, young players don't have you know any kind of baggage or you know hang-ups about. To them, it's just a, it's just another game, and um, you know. It's like the, you know, it's like the famous one, Joe Bali, after the '93 All Ireland semi-final went there. He won. He was asked, you know, how was he been All Ireland? Finally, said, no, that we're there. It's the most national thing in the world. And for some of these fellas, it could be like that. How does the dynamic change run when it's when you're preparing for a group of three games rather than taking a Dublin in a straight knockout match? Look, I suppose there's two aspects. Of it. Look, one, we're probably used to this. All teams are used to it because of the format of the league, right? Yeah. So you're, you're back to that kind of, you know, quick changeover from games. Um, what it does look is puts huge pressure on the management team from the point of view of, 
um, I suppose you know scouting and 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 doing video analysis. You're, you're almost trying to look forward to the next game before you finish the current yeah. one. So it puts pressure from that point of view. From an SNC point of view, looking kind of managing the players. Look, it's fine in that. Look, the games themselves become the players' big physical hit. If you know what I mean. And and then you just look. You obviously tailor it down. Um, they'll do very little this week. Um, Tuesday and Thursday, and the same next week. So look, you know, it does. It just makes things. There's a very quick turnover, changeover between between games, and um, um, it's more condensed. But look, as I say, you know, we're used to it from from the league anyway. And you you were asked this before the Munster final, and it's probably slightly different situation. But like, I presume you're not looking at Dublin as a free hit, and knowing that if you win the other two games, they're in the semi final. <laughs> I'd love to hear all these free hits are. <laughs> um, there, there is no such thing as a free hit, and. Um, and you know it's a bit like um, you know our, our best opportunity to win a game is next Saturday and um, and that's the way we've got to look at it and you know there's an awful lot of people that can look further down the road and you know we you know they might win this game and you might get a result there and let's win the game that's ahead of us and uh, let's try and win the game that's ahead of us and, and we'll see where we go from there but it's no free hit so with the experienced players would have a good record against Dublin too um, you know, beat them twice in league games, and the last time under Padder Healy, they almost beat them up in Croke Park. So, th- there's no kind of history of, of big defeats from Cork's perspective against Dublin, unlike other counties that are often beaten before they go out. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose it, it's like when's the last time we played them? 16, is it? Yeah, um, yeah, look at the yeah, it's yeah. look at three years ago, and I suppose we've gone on, you know, teams have gone on different trajectories probably since then. So, um, look, I, I, I suppose I've never won anyway to. Get kind of too hung up in what has gone before. Um, look, in the end of the day, if we were playing them regularly, um, you still have to win the game to Teddy on Saturday, and uh, and look, and, and that's what we focus on rather than kind of looking backwards. Um, one of the other guys here, James. Like he's, I presume he he brings a very important experience to the defence, given that it is such a relatively young team, and there have been a lot of retirements in the, the past few years. Ah yeah, look, look, Lockery's a he's he's a he's a great bit of stuff, and um, look, he's been a you know he joined us I think in in thirteen in, in Connors last year, and um, look, he is um, look he's very important to to our defence. He's very important to to the group as a whole. Um, he's um, you know a very serious guy about his football, but he's a and his training, and um, and we've done that fairly successfully this year. Look, since I look, he was injured in. in April. That was kind of his first game back after that, and we've managed him very well. And he's managed himself. And uh, look, he's a thorough, thorough professional, uh, brilliant competitor. And um, look, when you come to training on a, on a Tuesday night, you're driving in the gate, and himself and Brian Hurley are going to be bouncing off each other. It's it's, it's worth coming to training on for that. Do you have to be careful, Rowan, not to stray from the game plan that served you well the last couple of games in the sense of overthinking the opposition because of who the opposition are? Yeah, I do. I, I, I think that's fair comment. I think that. Um, I, I, look, when generally we prepare pre- prepare for games that you know we, we have tried to focus on ourselves. I actually said it was almost an advantage after we you know after the Munster final that we actually didn't know who we were playing till the following Monday. It meant you know that we'd almost a week to to almost focus on ourselves completely and, and I suppose the things that we did well and the things that we did badly. And then because you only find out on the Monday, you know you actually can't invest too much time in the opposition. Obviously, you do something, and we obviously did something unleashed before the. Before the the match last week, um, but look, I I agree what you're saying. I think that um, you know we focus on ourselves, making sure that um, you know what we have done well and we've done plenty well. Um, um, you know that we continue to build on that. Recognize, let's try and recognize. Um, you know, I suppose elements of the opposition that you know we feel we might make gains. You know, they're going to be hard hard earned um, because you you know they're very consistent and consistent team all over the pitch. Um, but look, let's focus on ourselves mainly. Obviously, we'll do we'll, we'll do some work on the opposition. Roland, I suppose, uh, irrespective of the results on Saturday, do you find that you go and get two games in Crow Park over the next two weeks? Do you find that as an advantage for the team, especially going into the second game, irrespective of the result on Saturday? I, look, I, to be honest, I hadn't, like, I suppose, I hadn't thought about it really. Um, I suppose you're inclined just, you know, I think every manager does this, and it, you know, you're inclined just to look ahead at the game on on Saturday. Um, you come out of it, 
you then focus on the game that has just gone to see what you can address and improve on uh, I suppose the, the main things and it's only then really you return to the opposition and look I think it's good for it's good for the development of the team to, to, to be in Crow Park and to be there regularly and to get used to you know there's a whole different element of you know being away for the weekend travelling overnight um, you know all that you know the crowd the media attention everything it's a step up and the more often they, they get there the better it happens in this case to be obviously two weeks in a row yeah, Ronan McCarthy uh, speaking there ahead of the game against Dublin. Just uh, some updates for you. The Tyrone Roscommon game, they're 19 minutes into the second half there, and it is 15 points to 10 at the moment. Uh, in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship, 59 minutes gone. It's Cork, three goals and 21 points. Meath, one goal and five. In the Red FM Division 1 Senior Hurling League, it has finished. Glen Rovers, 23 points. Bishopstown, 18 points and uh, a big one for Canturk. They've defeated Ballymartle 216 to 19 points is a, a three point win for Canturk, but that could go towards saving them from relegation from Division 1. Uh, it looks like it is going to uh, boil down to Douglas and Ballon Hassig, who, as it happens, play on, on Tuesday night, I think it is, um, the 15th, Monday night, uh, at 7.30. Uh, that could decide who goes down and who stays up. So uh, it looks like it's between Douglas and Ballon Hassig for relegation uh, so far in that one. Um, so a very interesting few days ahead. That'll be a, a very good game as well to uh, go out and check out now uh, continuing our look ahead to Cork and Dublin Tomás Clancy from Fermoy also spoke to the media first of all first time since 2014 isn't it in a quarter final like does it feel like a big psychological barrier overcome Um, I suppose like we didn't really I didn't really think about it like that I know it's been a long time but uh, I think those games in the past trying to get through to it it just shows how competitive it is I think we lost to Donegal probably there thereabouts in that game lost extra time to Mayo yeah, yeah. Like, those games like we were there thereabouts and it was just disappointing but like obviously delighted to be here now at this stage and looking forward to the challenge ahead and the, the fact that you know you were coming off the loss against Kerry and it had been a good performance but at the same time you know it, it wasn't a guarantee that you were going to beat Leash like it, it must have given great confidence that you were able to go out and put in such a good display again yeah I think like you know we were disappointed after the Kerry game um, like okay we put in a decent performance but like we lost at the end of the day and yeah. like for our group anyway it's, it was very much a disappointment so we wanted to again we wanted consistency throughout our performances and I think we have shown that since the Tipperary League game um, up in up in Turles. so like I think the next thing was just get back just we we didn't want that to derail what we've had going all yeah. around. So we wanted another performance and put that in. Fairness, uh, we did do that uh, last Saturday. And you mentioned the tip came in the league. Like you still ended up relegated, but it was kind of funny when that the best performances came in the second half. But like, was there any one kind of thing that that caused things to turn? No, I think like you know, lads just kind of really started knuckling down. I think we we kind of. Like we were learning about ourselves throughout okay, the yeah. latter stage, and like we learned, we learned a lot about what suited us best as a team. And uh, I think we started to kind of start that process against Tipperary, uh, against Tipperary, and we just developed and developed. And like we had plenty of challenge games there, and we just got more and more confidence. We've consistently performed in those games, which is a big plus for us. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, we were just kind of from that game. I think we just started. We got more and more belief, like in you know, a small bit at a time, and just kept an adding up and. We're just trusting in what we what we're good at now, like, yeah. and I think just kind of everyone's really buying in, like, in this group here is savage squad, like you know you have Paul Walsh there, Aidan Brown, like there are lads on the panel there, and they're they've brought great attitude, like Liam Dunvin, Maddie Taylor, like Killian Allen, unbelievable guys, and like they're just brought so much belief to the squad and it's just been refreshing and yeah. people have been rowing in behind those lads and you beat Dublin in one of those challenge matches didn't you yeah can <laughs> you take anything from that like ahead of Saturday no like every every game on its merits um, but like yeah that was a it was a good game like you know we went out there went head to head Adam and it was just a, a great challenge game um, but now this is a championship it's a different kettle it's not a level up well two levels up really after the Munster yeah and this so obviously it's going to be a big challenge but like really looking forward to it like Dublin we all know about Dublin the last few years so like we're just going to go in there and kind of stick to our strengths and kind of go after it from there 
It's, I suppose it's hard to understate the importance of that winning mentality, is it? Yeah, I think like you know, like like we're a fierce competitive group, and we just every time we go out, we want to win. Um, but like I think that confidence and belief in what we're actually doing is a is a big plus for us. Um, we're really just kind of going after what we're what we're strong at, and then just trying to implement that to the best of our abilities. And I think a lot of the time is actually just learning about ourselves, finding out what works for us. And I think we found that now. And like we know when, like we have KPIs when we know we're not performing to that level. So it's all about sticking to those, sticking in the process, and then we know we dare, we dare thereabouts in any game. I suppose it goes without saying that you know this is a major step up, it, 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 as big a step as you can possibly make next Sunday. Oh, it is. It is a big step up, but I think no doubt that this group of players that will will rise to the occasion. Like it's like we'll find out where we are, and we're just going to give it a go. We disappointed uh, having started the monster final not to be in the fifteen last Saturday. Um, obviously, but like at the end of the day, it's all about the team. Um, in fairness, it's a great bunch of players there, like, and um, just have to take it on its merits. Like, yeah. you know, like that's the way it goes. That's what you want in a high-performance team. Yeah. You want competition. And I was at the other side. I've been at the other side plenty of other yeah, times. So, yeah. like, I can't be going out complaining. And the fact that there's three games now, and you know there's guaranteed three games. The, the panel will really come into its own oh, like. massively um, like the panel is going to be absolutely huge but as I said like this panel has been it's a very very tight group and everyone's there is contributing massively uh, to the team overall so it's just looking forward to it and like I know everyone will step up have you really done anything and doubled it up to now or was it, did you just wait until after the Leash game yeah no to be honest we were just doing one game at a time we didn't really look too far ahead of like Leash, Kerry, Limerick uh, all the challenge games we were just taking one game at a time and I think that's helped us just getting that focus on the next game so we're really going to knuckle down out tonight and Thursday and get do our homework and then look after ourselves really to be honest yeah, Tomas Clancy of the Cork Senior Footballers there speaking ahead of the game against Dublin tonight at 7 o'clock. Plenty more still to come here on the Big Red Bench. Myself, Kieran Ring until 7 o'clock this evening. We'll hear from Cork football man James Lockery after the break. We'll also look ahead to the Cork Hurlers game against Kilkenny tomorrow. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Cork's Red FM. Yeah, welcome back to the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. Now, just to give you uh, an updated score, Sars have defeated Napiersig this evening on a scoreline of uh, 116 to 114. So that should give Sars five points, which should bring him up to uh, 50. Uh, 49 or 50, depending on whether the... Uh, Fixture has counted as a point, but uh, yeah, it looks like it'll be Blackrock and Sarah's in the final. But we'll wait for a confirmation on that because at the moment it's Blackrock and St. Finbars who sit in the uh, top two spots. Ballinhasig and Douglas down the bottom, they're facing off on Monday night in what looks to be a relegation playoff. Uh, one of those it looks like it could go down after Canturk won their game uh, this evening against Ballymartle 2 16 to 19 points elsewhere in the Super 8. Uh, Tyrone taking on Roscommon 30 minutes gone uh, approaching full time there in the uh, second half it's uh, Ross C- or Tyrone 17 points Roscommon 11 so uh, Tyrone pulling away there in the second half in the All-Ireland Senior Camogie Championship full time it's finished Cork 3.22 Meath 1 goal and five points. So uh, that was top against bottom in the table, and that uh, is a good result for the Rebels there this evening. Now, uh, still looking ahead to tonight's game uh, at seven o'clock. Cork taking on Dublin. James Lockery from the Mallow Club uh, was speaking to the media. Ah, they have, they have. Um, sure, everyone can see they have, but um, yeah, look, you'd be, I'd be very confident that we won't. Um, for a couple of technical reasons being we just we've, we've now got a and I don't know really how or how it came about or but we've just got a system of play just from restarts which obviously against Dublin is incredibly important uh, like in 2014-2015 they the reason they beat us was the target of our kickers in the second half and squeezed us and we couldn't get the ball out um, so like you can probably see in the Limerick game and the well, the last couple of games anyway that we've been playing, even before Championship and Premier League, we've just been incredible focus on getting the ball out from uh, the keeper, which is as much, uh, in fairness to the keepers, they get a lot of, he clucks in the middle, gets a lot of praise enough for his kickers, and he's obviously one of the best keepers ever, but the runs that they're making and the space that they're creating from their own defenders is the key to it. 
like you know, Mark and Mark's a brilliant keeper and kick the ball anywhere. But if no one's running for him, if no one wants the ball, uh, no one's going to get it. I suppose, James, it's kind of noticeable. Well, I noticed it myself anyway. Um, coming up to the Munster final, there was kind of a change in attitude of the people that we interviewed and stuff. Players were, I suppose, a bit pissed off at the way the results had gone over, you know. And there seems to be a change in mindset. Did you see that, or do you feel that, or? Uh, yeah, yeah, there was, but it was. It's kind of like, even you know, we were up against it. And I, I wouldn't read when during the, I would read papers on outside this season, but during the season I wouldn't really. But there was a bit going on, but like, and I'm not going to be person who says, oh, like we, you know, we. Oh, against, it was against the haters and you know screw them like if anyone was watching us if I was watching us cold I'd be saying the exact same thing if you're watching Man United or and you watch Pogba play you think he's at times like it's great like there were completely fair criticisms that were being leveled at us uh, which was doubly frustrating because we like we recognised like a big thing a, a huge thing was giving the ball away um, and you know there's only so much you can talk and it was only a one training we really probably addressed it it came from the players and separately from the management and it just so that's basically any time we give a ball away we're running and it's unbelievably simple it's unbelievably basic and you think it shouldn't be that much of a focus but it, you know those sort of things we were we were just able to tighten up so there was one tangible point really you couldn't kind of oh, really I, identify during the oh, season I, oh, I, 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 I Maguire or me and Maguire were talking and it was just doing my head like we were talking about giving the ball away and, and sitting I wasn't just saying players it was everyone giving the ball away <laughs> I rang or, or, I don't know who he said it and said look anytime we do it we're just going to stop if we're playing a match in training we're going to stop and everyone's going to go day and nine we're just going to start sprinting until it gets into people's heads and then like I came in self-torture yeah yeah I came in late from training as, as I do often because I'm one of the only people who work <laughs> and uh, and so I so we, we, we couldn't do catch up anyway with the players so it said Fuck it, we'll, 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 we'll have to leave it and then some of says, fine, yeah, we'll leave it. Anyway, he started giving ball away in training. Me and we were looking at each other, going, Jesus, we should have said it. Then all of a sudden, the management put all goes right lads, 65, and just started sprinting. So it was, and I, I said, do you say it? Like, we didn't say it to each other. It was just pure, obviously, the mistake, you'd like to think we're on the same page, but obviously the mistake was so glaring that you couldn't but miss it. But, uh, uh, yeah, I suppose it's some forced torture that's made us keep the ball, not our skill levels increasing. <laughs> um, was there any nerves in the camp, James, before the leash game? Like having had the good performance against Kerry, um, but like at the same time, you, you still lost, you know, and it had been a problem over the last couple of years putting two good performances back to back. Yeah, um, yeah, because apart from last year, actually, we're not like it's, it's a bad thing, team, but like when we, when we haven't performed well, we're usually actually. Re- decent enough in the second game and to be honest that actually isn't that hard to do because you can build a quick stage mentality over a couple of days everyone hates us everyone thinks we're rubbish and then just you know the energy I get started we did it against Mayo but we still lost yeah. you know like it's great you know and even people were saying oh like oh you'd love to get thrown or you'd love to you know you'd fancy taking it out like we, we just needed a win yeah and but in saying that and so the, pre- the you know there's obviously inherent pressure that you want to win or you need to because like, you nearly feel to need to win but and like this is this is so cliche. This like this team only go do as well if we focus on ourselves. Like I think it's because we've been so bad that we know like we know what bad is. Yeah. Um <laughs> and it's and it isn't a fear, but it's like okay, if we don't do and like it's basic things, if we don't work hard, if we if we give the ball away, like we'll be low low. If we if we do if we do that and we do everything at a high level, and the only way we can play well, the only thing in my opinion any court team can play well, is if unbelievable aggression, high intensity and just go for it. So if we do that, you know, we can compete with anyone. If we don't, like we're, we're pretty poor. Uh, so it's like it's a real, it's a self-awareness, and it's it, but everyone has to do it. You can't have management or one or two players saying that. You know, there has to be a self-awareness of everyone knows what the basics are, and like there are basics good under tens match, under twelves match. It's the same things, but it's just the basics done at a high intensity, high pace at a high level. You're here six years now, is it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or, uh, did, were you down a year or two before you transferred? No, 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 uh, no, no. I came down thirteen. Okay. Uh, I came down like March thirteen, I think, and then. Yeah, there were loads of injuries. Yeah. Loads and loads of injuries, so I kind of just got asked to come in the end. Um, yeah, ten bloody flies. Look, uh, the accent still hasn't really changed much, though. No, well, no. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because some people say it has changed. <laughs> I started listening. To, I have to listen to BBC Northern Ireland radio in the morning just to keep it strong. <laughs> uh, but no, 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 it won't. 
um, and you're working in as an accountant, is it? Yeah, in, in Ernest and Young, yeah. Uh, and Mark is in there as well at the moment, isn't he? Yes, yeah. yes, he is, he is, yeah, keeping an eye on him. So you uh, like working in strategy when you should be, uh, you should be working? I, well, someone's working anyway, I don't know, don't know who's between the two of us. Uh, no, no, he's good, yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a couple of months now with his... But, um, like, in the, in the six years since, like... You've become a leader of the the defence and of the the panel. Like, is that something that rests easily on you? Uh, well, I'm one of the older ones, so yeah. Um, be that good or bad, but I. Yeah, like there's something, like there's something, there's some things I can say, but like there's, um, because we're trying to do different things to start a year about uh, like player analysis and stuff. I was talking to one of the guy, one of the, he's a teacher, one of the selectors, and he says like literally nowadays like, you know. People's intention span is just so poor. Yeah. So we we had this document, you know, a couple of pages, spent a pile of time on it. Like, no, they need snapshots. They just need information, information. So there's only so much. Like, they're, they're honestly, they're not going to listen to that much. Like, their attention span goes. Like, everyone's is these days. Yeah. Um. So like, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't like you have to do it on the pitch really. Like, there's no point. There's no point being sideline or being injured or something trying to do it. You have to. First of all, back up the pitch. Yeah, 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 it is, yeah. And look, we've got a couple of guys doing that. Like, even, like, you know, like young fellas. Yeah. Really, really, really top quality guys. But we do, like, the panel's the panel's good. Like, we don't... Like, what's the difference between this year and last year? We've got the same management. We've got the same players. Uh, we've got the same SNC. Like, really, what's the difference? It's just yeah. an attitude thing. And, like, that's basic. Um, but that's what it is. And, obviously, the focus is the Dublin game, but... The fact that you're in the group with Tyrone, is that a kind of a motivating factor to show that last year was Massive. a complete aberration? No, yeah, oh, for me, and I was I was out with I was out, I was out with Donald Connor for somebody last night, and I said, like, with this Dublin game, brilliant, can we afford to be brilliant? Yeah. Like, it's a Trung game I'm looking forward to, and it's weird because at this stage you never you shouldn't be thinking ahead, but yeah. you're in a group situation, so at least you know you're going to get you're thinking the game after. Now, obviously, from tonight, like the focus will be on. Um, on Dublin. on Dublin, obviously, but yeah, no, for me anyway. I don't know about the other lads, but Jesus, for me. Yeah, James Lockery speaking there to the media ahead of uh, tonight's game against Dublin about uh, that match and uh, about everything else that uh, happened in his life since he's moved down to uh, Cork. Uh, the Cork team has uh, just been announced as well. The starting team that is. Um, I'll get it there now if we can just pull it up here. But uh, basically, there's only really one change. Paul Kerrigan has will be starting now in place of uh, Ronan O'Toole, who was named uh, earlier on in in place of Killian O'Hanlon. It is Paul Kerrigan who will start uh, for the court team tonight. Now, tomorrow, the Rebels are in action as well in Crow Park against Kilkenny in the All-Ireland Senior Hurling Championship quarterfinal. A big, big game for uh, Cork as well. I caught up with uh, Dimbra Sullivan earlier on today, Paddy Powers, J Ambassador. Just uh, look ahead to the game and uh, started by asking Dermot about the game and uh, how it's going to be a different battle to that of Westmeath. Absolutely. Look, just I suppose just have a quick reflection on last week. It's a case of you're damned if you do and you're damned if yeah. you don't. Um, look, 140 is a great score. 40 points in any game of hurling is, is a wonderful turnaround. Um, so that that's a big plus. Um, the concession of 20 points, probably, you, you'll ask yourself maybe, is it a bit on the high side? But look, I think there were six or seven of them came from free. So look, if you're if you're limiting to the opposition of 12, 13 points in play, I think you know that's a positive too. Um, Corkle went in there with a positive attitude, with the mentality, look, we need to win this game, put it to bed early. Um, they did that and it gave the manager an opportunity to rest a couple of guys come to, come to this weekend. So look, job done, move on for Kilkenny. Yeah, like I suppose it's, after a win like that, it's hard to ask any negative questions of the management after the the game. But one positive out of that surely would be, you know, fellas get a bit of game time. Jamie Coughlin got a, a small bit of game time. Robbie O'Flynn had a fantastic game when he came on as well. He's yeah, Rob, Robbie O'Flynn had a, had a big, big impact. Um, look, he came off the bench at half time and he, and he scored a goal in four points. Um, so what will that tell you? Robbie's starting to cook. He's starting to boil at the right time, which is very important for Cork because this time last year Cork was settled on a on a fifteen, 
and didn't, um, you know, hadn't anyone really pushing on behind. So now, look, Robbie's there. I think Damien came on at half time. He quizzed himself really well. So look, mm-hmm. Cork have options going forward now. Um, going into the Kilkenny game, Robbie uh, would have put up his hand um, for for a spot, um, but. It, like it's going to be a very very tough battle in Kilkenny they haven't played in championship I think in in a, in a while uh, other than league they haven't met um, but it's it's going to be a real tight battle Kilkenny have never ever gone away no no and I think you know people who think Kilkenny are you know they're coming close to an end they're, they're, they're very foolish or they're very very naive that, that Kilkenny team is still littered with quality quality players you know Owen Murphy probably still operating in the top one two three goalkeepers in the country Paul Murphy is you know he's been a quarterback of a generation really the last 10 years he, you know he still has serious talent Padraig Walsh Fawarty Buckley Walter TJ you can you can reel him off right them, them Kilkenny guys are still there. Their, their, guys are still there. Their, important, their important members of the team are still there. And then you know he, he's added. You know Hugh Lawler has done really well to come into the team. Young Adrian Mullen is a, is a really talented forward. So look, this Kilkenny team is you know okay. It's not the best group Cody has had, and he'll know that. But Brian Cody will get a tune out of him, and I think. Where would Brian Cody most like to get a tune out of him next Sunday? Come, come, um, half a streak at our two o'clock against Cork. Uh, like the, Kilkenny are a good side, but if you take TJ out of it, are they yeah. that special? No, I suppose you could say if you take Hoggy out of the Cork squad, are they that special as well? He's worked almost ten points every game as well. But TJ obviously has a huge uh, say in in their scores. Yeah, look, he's been phenomenal. He's been he's been phenomenal over the last decade as well. Look, he's. You know, he's not not only his scoring ability, but he his set up play, his ball winning ability. TJ has been been up there. Look, he's a, he's a marquee forward. You know, I think we he's like Hoggy. We should treasure him while we have him. Every time you watch him, you should try and learn from him because that guy is obviously he's seriously seriously talented. But on top of it, he's incredibly dedicated to his game. So while we have him, appreciate him. Okay, Sunday we mightn't appreciate him at two o'clock happens too if he's putting over five, six, seven points in the trot. But look. That's the talent he is. Um, so Cork will have to guard. You know, Mark Ellis will really, really have to be on the game come uh, game come Sunday. You know, uh, where do you think the winning and losing could be? I think it's important that there has been a change in, in the in the in the Cork attitude of late. Um, we've become more aggressive in the forward line. I think you take the early rounds of the of the Monster Championship campaign. Right, you were over aligned on Hoggy Cads. Shamey to a lesser degree. Aidan Walsh was probably getting through an awful lot of work rate without being really, without being really a threat on, a, on an attacking sense. If that, if that, yeah. if, if you know, if you know what I mean. His contributions to the scoreboard wouldn't wouldn't have been massive. Um, obviously, Daniel and Luke then play a different type of role. They're guys who go back to field, who like to get on the ball. You know, it, it's their job within the team: get on the ball, set up scores, create create opportunities for other lads. But I think no, obviously neither two of them played last Sunday. Um, is Dan- Daniel Daniel suffered an injury? Apparently, is he is he available again for this Sunday? Mm-hmm. Obviously, if he's not, he'd be a big loss. So, as the Cork did about in Shane and Connor, over yeah. more of attacking threat, who like Cork are now seem to be playing with five forwards or you know four or five forwards with the ability to get big scores and big games. Yeah, and I think that 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 for Cork going forward is huge to win not Ireland. You'll need five. You need five guys contributing from your six on the scoreboard to be successful. Cork, no, as I said, they have no. They've Hoggy, they've Cads, they've Shamey, no. They've put Rock Connor and Shane back into the mix there. So you have five guys with real pace and a real threat who can cause Kilkenny serious problems. Yeah. Um, listen, you played a bit of football as well. Um, you played a bit of hurling, and uh, both teams are playing at the weekend in Crow Park, but two different days. Uh, lots of people talking. I think even neutral saying a bit unfair on the Cork supporters. Um, look, I think what what's important to to, re- to realise here, first of all, look, it's wonderful for Cork football to see them getting back into the Super Eight. I think we were all. Very, very down over the over the negativity of Cork football over the last couple of months, the last six, eight months. So look, I think it's a great opportunity for them. Um, I'll be going to Dublin, going to Crow Park to face the All Ireland champions. It's a big challenge, but look, go in there with the attitude. 
throw the shoulders back, have a go. Look, best to look to the Cork footballers going forward. It'll be great. It's great to see them in the Super Eights. But in relation to the, I suppose just in relation to the whole football and hurling the supporters group. Look, I think we were a small bit naive. You have a certain group who constantly will support Cork football. Yeah. You will have a certain group who will constantly support Cork hurling. And there's a small little fraction in the middle who will support both. You know, constantly support both. Then you have the guys, the, I call them the bandwagoners, the yeah, guys yeah. once Cork start to progress, they're jumping on it. These guys are jumping up and down and, and causing the you know, causing tension and making most noise. Okay, yeah. You know, if if we want to be, if we want to support both, you support both, both evenly on a, reg- on a regular basis. But, you know, when it comes to occasions like this, I don't think we can really jump up and down and say, it's not not fair on Cork supporters because it's not a reflection of, of, of the true Cork support because, as I said, some some fraction follow hurling on a regular basis. Some in football, you'll have a, guys, a, a small section in the middle who will support both. And then once things start to progress, everyone wants to jump on. So I think we just, you know, if you want to follow both, follow both. Yeah. If you don't, just stick to one or the other. And uh, before I leave you go, Dermot, um, just the under-20s, they're in a, another Munster final. They had a good win over Clare, or a big win anyway. Um, yeah. One fellow who's putting his hand up uh, quite literally, possibly, for a uh, senior selection. Down the line anyway, I don't know uh, how... Um, Intrigued John Myler is about him, but uh, Ori- Shane O'Regan from Watergrass Hill, and there's others as well. Melrick uh, coming back into the side as well, but uh, some good performances in the under 20s. Yeah, it's it, look that that's very very important that the Cork are successful again at that level because we need guys coming through. Um, you spoke about it there. There's just some really talented guys. I think Jerk Collins, yeah, goalkeeper is, is a wonderful prospect. Um, James Keating, Niall O'Leary, Hayes, Derek Connery, you know. You 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 mentioned young O'Regan there, wonderful ball winning talent. Add that to Brian Turnbull, Evan Sheehan, other guys. That there's serious quality coming through that, mm-hmm. and Cork need to nurture that. now, but also need to be successful. Yeah. So I think that monster final becomes incredibly important again for us as a county going forward to get um, to maximise to maximise the talent that's there and win what you can while you can. Yeah. Look, uh, Dermot, I'll leave you at it. Uh, thanks very much for joining us on the Big Red Bench, Dermot Sullivan, the uh, Paddy Power GA Ambassador. Thanks. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Yeah, Dermot Sullivan uh, chatting with me earlier on today, just looking ahead to tomorrow's game against Kilkenny in the All Ireland Senior Hurling Championship. Now, uh, look, continuing our look ahead to that, uh, Cork Seamus Hardy was speaking tomorrow, Justin Kalik, ahead of that game against Kilkenny. The Munster Championship, I was slagging people in the Leinster Championship saying, Do you ever wish you were playing in Munster? Because I thought Munster was so much more competitive last year. The tables have turned. Now you couldn't predict anything that happens anymore. So to still be in it, you must be thinking, I'm quite proud of myself in one sense. Ah, look, yeah, I suppose John set us the objective at the start of the year, you know, just to qualify for the for the All-Ireland Series. And obviously you want to be in a Munster final and that's where we all aspire to be. But look, we're just ha- very, very happy that, look, the objective of qualifying for the All-Ireland Series is met because you saw what happened to Galway, unfortunately. You know, with eight minutes to go, they were top of the table and, and, and ultimately found... Did themselves yeah, being knocked out in you know, tough circumstances and we were lucky in that aspect as well you know, we were on the pitch after the clear game not knowing what our fate was so look, just thrilled to be still in it and eagerly uh, awaiting now a quarter final I was actually at that clear game the weather was atrocious uh, it just certainly didn't help you guys and safe to say John Myler while he was delighted that you had survived and you'd gotten through he wasn't 100% happy with your performance I think he said something to me along the lines of you know I hope maybe some of the lightning strikes might put a bit of fire into them even because it began thunder and lightning and everything but um, still delighted to be there but obviously he was of the opinion there was a lot more to be done yeah look there's always something and there's always you can, something you can learn from each game and as as we hit the nail on the head there, we weren't uh, entirely happy with our performance. You know, obviously got off to a slow start and conceded an early goal, which was disappointing. But um, you know, uh, really started coming back into the game the second half, and I suppose it was ultra difficult in the conditions. You know, especially when you're four or five points down, you're chasing a lead in that weather. But look, we won't yield in excuses. Um, it was the same for both teams. It's something you know there was there was parts and elements of our game that weren't up to scratch on that day when something we'll have to, to work on but um, yeah so hopefully get them right and, and back to training now tonight and preparing for Sunday When you had your game then obviously against Westmead at the weekend and no disrespect to Westmead but it probably when you want a tough game maybe to gauge where you are that probably wasn't the mark but at the same time it brings its own challenge because a team like Westmead do bring other challenges that other teams don't bring 
and then you beat them but you have to kind of turn the page straight away not even think you've got a great win there because you've got another big one coming up now this weekend Absolutely look and, and in fairness to Westmead you know it's always going to be tough after losing to Joe McDonough in that final you know the week before it was tough for them you know to turn it around you know whereas Leash you know are in the back of the victory kind of propelled them into the week going forward but um, yeah certainly um, look Games, games are where you find out the most about yourself, and no, no, no amount of training will replicate a game scenario. So we were happy, you know, to get another game under our belt. See what the lads, you know, that hadn't got much game time during the year. There was a few of them, you know, that were training very hard and performing hard in training, and got the right to start the last day. So they put their hands up for selection as well. So yeah, look, things things are all gearing up now. But um, I suppose look, this Sunday is huge tread as well, and, and we're under no illusions that you know it'll be an absolutely you know huge task now to, to get over to Kenny to weekend. What kind of game do you expect it to be? Ah, it's hard to tell, you know. Um, obviously, you don't know what, what's going to come. You can only let con- me rephrase it. What yeah. kind of game would you like it to be? I don't know. I, <laughs> I suppose. Look, um, it's going to be. It's going to be very obviously dependent on the weather and whatnot. But look, um, it's meant to be very nice. Is it? That's yeah. okay. Look, but we can only control the controllables. We can only turn up in our best selves and, and deliver the best performance. And, and hopefully, every everything else will look after itself. But look, Kilkenny are a very very good team. Do you know what caliber of player they they have in their team. You know they can seriously hurt you in any and on any, any given day and, and they'll be thinking the same that they can go the whole way but um, look uh, as a player you know it's a, it's a qualifying of an All-Ireland series the days you should relish you know and up in Crow Park you know any day you're in there you know it's a proud day to put on the jersey so just looking forward to it Yeah the last time I saw you guys in Crow Park was obviously that semi-final against Limerick and you played out of your skins and if the game had gone on for another minute or whatever the pendulum might have swung again in your favour and afterwards I spoke to John Myler and he was crestfallen as you can imagine and I heard him do an interview a few weeks later I think he was promoting the Wild Atlantic Way or something he was in the cycling really helped him get his head back on track it must have taken a long time to get over that hurt because he really verbalised it I felt really really well you felt it with him yeah, it was a tough. It was a tough. Twenty-eight, forty-eight hours after the game, and you know, obviously, you know, being in such a good position late on in the game, it was a tough defeat to take. But I suppose, look, um, in in the J, let's say environment, there's always going to be setbacks along the way, and it's about learning from from what went wrong that day, and and you know, carrying it on. Uh, as best as you can but look I was delighted I was back in with the club and back in training the following week and I was playing you know championship with the divisional side as well and games helped me get on with it as well and you know you just have to learn from them occasions unfortunately you can't alter the past and once the game is done it's done um, so look uh, we, we, we still uh, have learned from that game I, I think we've learned lots from it so yeah, yeah time will tell I suppose Yeah it's very I know it's very easy to say oh, we learned a lot from it and you're thinking but you're still thinking oh, God that was kind of a horrible ending to a day that we did lots of things very very right but at the same time I assume that kind of experience stands to you for next weekend now you're going in again now with that Crow Park experience and that albeit it didn't go the way you planned it you guys know you can grind stuff out there yeah absolutely look uh, a lot of lads perform very well you know there's uh, very few players that didn't perform today the level required so look it was a great experience for some of the younger lads in the team um, as I said you know they'll hopefully learn from them setbacks as, as the older lads will do so look it, it's good experience at least they won't be going into an environment that they haven't been used to before and look if it's set in the ball by you know, hopefully we can reach them for ourselves again. It's it's a shame in one sense that um, I was just looking at the fixtures myself last night and I come from a dual county so I know it's like you want to support both sets of players and it is an awful shame that the footballers are on one night and the hurlers on the other night and I know the two sets of supporters in Cork can be different but I'm sure you would have loved a Cork doubleheader in Crow Park. Yeah, it would have been great. I suppose you get a couple more thousand there with the overlap following both so yeah, look, it is tough for gang but you know, hopefully they might go up on the Saturday night and stay in and support on both sets so look, it's great that both teams are there. You know, the footballers are great when last again so look and get behind them on Saturday night and, and, and hopefully the lads will hang on and uh, support us on the Sunday yeah, there you have Maura Trasney Kelly speaking there to Seamus Hardy ahead of tomorrow's game in the All-Iron Senior Hurling Championship against Kilkenny of about three minutes to throw in between Cork and Dublin we'll have all the post-match reaction tomorrow on the Big Red Bench from 6 the podcast will be up in the next few minutes as well so you can hear back a preview of the hurling match tomorrow and the football match tonight and Stevie is up next until tomorrow we'll chat to you then The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM